0: Up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. Welcome to
1: Atlanta, where the players play. And we Welcome to like- in to TM5 United. It's me, David Donis. We got a lot to break down reviewing um, this, this disappointing weekend game from Atlanta United. Um, but first, I'm here with my gracious host, as always, co-host, Abner Castellanos. Abner, how you doing, man? Terrible. Terrible, terrible,
0: terrible, terrible but I'm doing terrible, great, terrible, man. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Had a long weekend, long, long weekend, man. I don't think I caught up in sleep at all.
1: <laughs> uh, but no kidding, man.
0: After all that, man, United ruined it for me Saturday night.
1: Had to, man. It, was a, it uh, turned out to a God. great weekend, and uh, me and Abner actually hang up, hung out because my little brother graduated from GSU, so... Um, shout out to him. Graduated with a, a degree in economics from Georgia State. So went to that uh, graduation ceremony. Then we went out on the town, smoked a little hookah, played some games. Definitely a lot of drinking. And then we we picked up the part two of the party Saturday. Had a cookout, a lot of good food, more drinking, some cornhole, and then the the you know the everything we were waiting for was a game that night. We had a bunch of family in from, um, Charlotte. So they were also watching the game as well. Uh, but it was a disappointing game for us. Uh, Inter-Miami beats Atlanta United 2-1 in Miami. That makes three straight losses in all competitions for Atlanta United. Uh, so not good at all. And of course, uh, Joseph Martinez, uh, scores a brace, two goals against us. So, um... I'm going to break down the the, the high-keep moments of the match. So uh, the first 45-minute, 0-0, uh, Atlanta United, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I remember, but I believe we had the better of the play. Uh, just didn't really have that final uh, goal-scoring moment that we were looking for. But Joseph Martinez comes on about the 58th minute, and then a minute later, uh, they get a penalty. He steps up, takes it. Uh, makes the PK, scores his first goal of the regular season, and then to top it off, he scores again in the 75th minute. So Laniat is down 2-0, and Joseph Martinez has both goals. But then there's a little bit of light in the game as Franco Negri gets a red card in the 84th minute. Really bad uh, high studs tackle on Sosa, rightfully uh, deserved red card. We pull one back in the 96th minute with Andrew Gutman off a corner by Brooks Lennon. But it wasn't enough, and Atlanta United loses game two one with two goals from the one and only Joseph Martinez. So Abner, <laughs> first thoughts? What are you thinking?
0: We all we all thought it. We all didn't think it was gonna be possible because he wasn't gonna start. It's like there's no way this man comes in and scores against us. And sure enough, boom, we had two uh, two goals. It's crazy, right? Like
1: that's it. It's,
0: it's it's somebody that you know. It's in the script, you know. Somebody wrote that and. It played out perfectly for uh, Joseph Martinez to, you know, play against his former club and get two goals. Um, but, you know, that is what it is. He did a lot a lot of that for us. So, you know, it kind of sucks being on the other side, which I'm sure a lot of teams were on that side whenever we had him on our team. Um, and it's crazy. He had to score all season and it's against us and Love gets him. two goals. Uh, it's, it was written on the wall. We, you know, we all saw it. We all thought it, but. Um, you know, game back to Atlanta United, like you said, man, like no attack, no no offensive threat. Um, you know, troll you know, cause the PK, you know, bad step, I believe. I mean, I don't think he you know, there was no necessary to stab in like that, especially on the eighteen. Right. And um, you know, and then you know, the guy the other guys just really, really didn't show up and at all. You know, it's 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 frustrating because beginning of course we're winning everybody's happy everybody gets happy when we win uh and everything's looking good and we're talking about death and then Gigi goes down like well we still got amada but amada can't do it all and he has no help no supporting cast how to help him out right um it just sucks uh what you think about the lineup
1: yeah it was interesting i I don't think there's much you could have done um so Ivara I- normally would have started, but he was out with concussion protocol. And you already mentioned, um, Yakimakis was out, uh, still recovering from the hamstring. So really from the lineup, there's really not a whole lot I would have changed. We talked about it that we would have liked to see um, Arrujo start off the bench, which he did. I don't really know if that was Bleda's decision, much as though he also pop- popped up on the injury list too. So probably that was probably why, maybe a little bit of both. But, I mean, Chole instead of Barry, I mean, Chole did cause a PK, like you mentioned. Really clumsy tackle inside the box. I mean, you can't really argue the penalty. You, and, but when Barry came in, he didn't do much either. But at least maybe Barry wouldn't have caused a PK. Because I honestly think that if it wasn't for that PK, I think this game probably ends 0-0. Because for the yeah. most part, most teams really didn't really look, look threatening in the final third. And I really think the only, the second goal only comes because we're pushing, trying to get the equalizer. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that PK definitely changed. Um, you know, Miami did sit back after that. And, you know, I mean, at the same time, we couldn't really get forward. So I don't think it really mattered at that point. Uh, right. Yeah, but, I mean, it was close. I mean, I said 2-2. Two, two, I think you said 1-1. One, one, yeah, I think it. I
1: said 1-1. One, one.
0: Yeah, so we, I mean, I think we were both thinking the same thing with draw, whether it's 0, 0, 1, 1, 2, 2. um it was looking that way. I mean, I might have had a couple of chances up front, you know, some shots here and there. But I mean, the question is, David, what are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do? You know, to factor in because uh, there's so many other games coming up that we we have to yeah. play, and we're going to have to rest some players. It is what it is.
1: So, yeah, we- you, know, you know, it's funny you say that because I think about, you know, the in the past when, I mean, we had Tito Villalba coming off the bench. Can you believe mm-hmm. that? And now we got somebody like Machop Chol and Miguel Berry um, that, that's on the bench. So this team has no depth. As much as we like to think that, you know, certain players have potential, that's all they, they are until they show it, right? So I really believe that if we don't have... If we're missing either Gigi, Almada, or Miles in any given game, I think mean, this team drops down significantly and it becomes an average average team. Um, if that... And, yeah, that I mean, you're right. <laughs> And those, I mean, obviously those, those are two of your 3DPs, and we've already talked about it. I mean, is just, he's not doing a whole lot at all. He's, you know, he's just there to take up space right now he really needs to hit another gear but that's pretty much a wasted dp spot and obviously we've talked about it amala's getting a lot of interest from um right now the big club is napoli miles hasn't signed his his contract yet he's probably going to look you know for something in the summer transfer window so yeah <laughs> i'm concerned because those are those are two big big players that we're missing and we've seen that when amala's not in the middle we lose the entire midfield Roseto started off hot, but he's kind of cooled off. I mean, he had some in, uh, some injuries, so I'm hoping he can get back into form. But, yeah, man, I'm concerned. It's definitely
0: a cause for uh, what Pineda is going to do, what the market's going to do. As we heard, you know, everybody knows is lingering around about Amada's transfer coming up, whether it's going to be in the summer, if it's going to be after uh, the MLS season. It's going to come down, so... Um and Boca Negra did say that they do have um, you know, things in place to take care of that in Tennessee, yeah. But what is that plan, right? Because uh, you know, we thought, you know, we had a good plan coming in and
1: yeah. Amalas are Amala's aren't growing on trees, all right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: that yeah, definitely that. And also, David, um, of course the players are the ones that go out there and play and but um your brother mentioned a big key uh, that um, Pineda was what two and twenty on the road. Um, yeah. So is that so? Yes, we can play. We can blame Chol for the bad tackle or not having a forward. But can we also maybe put the blame on Pineta for? system that he's trying to input maybe the players are not adapting to it maybe the players don't want to adapt to it uh maybe there's friction there that we just don't know i mean a lot of things happen behind closed doors the game plan i mean sometimes these subs makes no sense right like it's kind of you kind of scratch your hair like oh that's that's a weird and then but then there's also some subs you're like okay that's a that's a good sub you know but so basically what i'm trying to get. Does Fennetta get a little bit of the of the bad rap uh, that we're not playing that well of soccer lately?
1: Yeah, I, I think you could probably put a little bit of the blame at, at his feet. Uh, but I think also, I mean, I'm sure if you look at most stats in MLS, most teams don't, you're supposed to lose away from home. If you can get a draw, that's great. If you get a win, that's amazing. So you're supposed to lose. So most coaches are going to have an unfavorable stat with wins away, um, and then, you know, draws, draws on top of that. Uh, but I do believe he, he's had, you know, some questionable decisions. We talked about the Memphis game where, you know, it looked like we had three strikers out there for some weird reason. Uh, but obviously that's the U.S. Open Cup, so you kind of take that with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, I, I think part of it, what you said, is that there's, there's certain ways team play uh, a team plays and we're a very possession heavy team um, and we push forward a lot. So we talk about it all the time. And the reason why for Atlanta United in particular, it's extra important than the average MLS team to get that first goal. Because essentially, because of the style that we play, once you get that first goal, the team that you're playing against is really handicapped now because they're not gonna have a whole lot of the ball. They're not gonna have a lot of chances then on the flip side, if you give up the first goal, and now we're still possessing the ball, we're pressing forward, now the team can sit back, and we've seen it time and time and time again. Atlanta United has a hard time breaking down bunker defense. So you're stretched, you're pushing, and then boom, just like happened in Miami, they get the second goal. I mean, the good thing you can say about this team is that we fight to the very end because of all the games we've seen this year, we found ways to get goals in the, the late minutes and sometimes two goals in the end of matches. So that's a positive, but it's just a style of play I think we have in it. You just got your pros and cons. But would you change that? Would you change that playing style to maybe something suited more like we've seen LAFC and St. Louis where they don't care if they have the ball. They're so lethal on the counter that they'll, they'll let you have possession and try to, try to press and pick off opportunities and then capitalize. I
0: don't know if I would um, change the system because obviously it works when we have everybody in there, when we have everybody in their place. Um, <clears throat> but when you have guys like Gigi and Barry who are not gonna be, sorry, when we have Cho and Barry who are not gonna be Gigi or we have um, Sosa and Cedric and Rosetto and Ibada who are not gonna be on mother, can we have a plan in place for them to to unleash their most potential in a certain situation, meaning maybe this formation doesn't work, and maybe it's, we're better off playing a four four two, and like you said, not having the ball and just playing counter, not necessarily our style, but you gotta adapt to what you have, right? So I I just think. Our style is great when we have the when you have the great system in there. You know, mm. it's like if in basketball, if we have Shaq in the middle, you know, I'm just gonna keep throwing the ball to Shaq. But if you <laughs> put me in the middle, we can't run the same system with me and you know, me taking the place of Shaq because the production is not gonna be the same. So I feel the I don't same know, thing.
1: Admir, I think you could take Shaq.
0: I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but when it uh, comes to production, it's gonna be a lot different. So I, I just I just don't think there's a a backup plan or a, hey, guys, look, this is what we have. We don't have so-and-so. We don't have so-and-so. This is how we're going to play. This is how we're going to play for this week. And we're going to go and see how it goes from there. Um, Like I said, there's some forwards that can play better by themselves up top. Some forwards that need a little help and maybe are better off with two players up top. Um, You know, you you just never know until you put it out there, you test it, and you you know see.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I would like to see... A contingency plan where if we're missing Almada or Gigi that just to shake it up a little bit um because you know we, we you know we've seen it that we we struggle when Almada's out um and it, it you know it, it this type of system it's harder to do pu- a plug and play right Almada's in we're just going to put in say it Seidich or we're just going to put it we've seen Cho in that position it just doesn't work with this type of uh, playing style where you're, you're, you have a lot of possession you're creating, creating chances um, you're right I would like to see something like hey if Amala's out, Gigi's out or they're both out let's try something as simple let's do a 4-4-2 put two strikers up top we're not going to possess the ball we're here to try long balls let the opposing team have it and let's see what happens because I honestly I think if we would have played that kind of style against Miami we probably would have had better results
0: Then I think so too man
1: yeah well, that being said, so with with those two goals from Joseph, he becomes the fastest player to reach 100 MLS regular season goals in a season, um, making that mark in 142 matches. The previous record was Bradley Wright Phillips. Um, so, unfortunately, it's at the expense of Atlanta United, but he does go again in the history books. Um, you remember he had a he got 100 goals with us, but that was in in all competitions so right right just um,
0: for the club yeah
1: right right so i mean i guess good for him but uh, another talking note, Abner, what did you make of his celebrations
0: oh man i don't know i i was um, like i told you earlier or you know I, later that night um players in big games in europe you know when they go and play for another rival they score you know depending obviously how the transfer was held how they got out, if he got pushed out, that's different, right? Because if you got pushed out, you got treated bad, and you get like, hey, get out of here. Of course, you're going to want to celebrate. But most of the time, I say maybe 90% of the time, you know, players put their hands in the air and don't celebrate and, you know, kind of paying respects to, to your former club. And when I saw him score the PK, I was like, all right, he scored it. And then I saw him celebrate. I was like, whoa, <laughs> What are you doing, man? Like, you know, um, I know it wasn't in Atlanta, but still Atlanta United. Uh, so that that threw me off a little bit. And then he did it again uh, with the second goal. But I think the second goal was the one that got him over 100, correct? Correct. Okay, so, I mean, I guess there is that, you know, feeling behind it. But still, it's your former club. I, you know, I just felt it was, you know, I, I didn't like it personally. I didn't think it was, you know, especially... Uh, uh a fan base that's giving you so much you know it's just you know the dcc to just you know pay the respects but then i also get the other side of you know you hit 100 goals as a player that's a big accomplishment um so of course you're gonna you know you're gonna be happy and you're gonna celebrate but i i didn't you know i put a bad taste in my mouth i, I wasn't too appreciative of it for sure
1: <laughs> yeah um i didn't like it either God. i'm with you it's uh it depends how you left the club and how long you were there, too. If you were there for a season, you know, it's whatever. But, obviously, he he we revitalized his career. Uh, he did a lot of great things with Atlanta United, including winning the championship. I thought the celebration could have been a little bit better, um, more tapered off. Uh, do, you, do you think we still, you know, obviously, we've talked about everyone saying build the statue. Do you think this kind of <laughs> takes that <laughs> off the table?
0: Nah, man, we're still going to build that man a statue. We still better <laughs> build a guy a statue. But uh, <laughs> that's a great point. Uh, I know a lot of people weren't too happy about it. Some people were, you know, posting, you know, that, you know, that's still my king. That's still my Joseph. And I get it. You know, he did a great for Atlanta. But you're not wearing my jersey, man. I don't, I to be honest, I can give <laughs> two, you know, two poops about it.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, it's interesting now because now you have Campana that's back from um, injury playing with Miami. I think the plan is to try to play both of him, both of them, him and Joseph. Do you think um, now that Joseph's got his first goal, do you think he's gonna, you know, kinda go on a little run and maybe pick up a couple more goals? Or do you think this was just a Atlanta United revenge game type fluke?
0: Bark my worries the next time he scores, he's gonna be against us when he comes here. Yeah, so he's not gonna <laughs> score another goal until <laughs>
1: then? Nope, not till then. Wow. Those are big words. I wonder what the odds are on that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just for um, for everyone to know, the next game is going to be at the Benz Saturday, September 16th. So we have a, long time, a long time to do all this, and by then, who knows what our five stripes are going to look like. <laughs> um, but really quick, before we um, transition to the match preview, just going to go over the stats here. Um, so we have uh, Atlanta United... One possession, fifty six to forty four percent. So that's what we touched on earlier. Um, and we we saw it in the game, especially in the first half. We dominated possession, but we did not look threatening, and that shows in the xgs as Inter, inter- Miami xgs are one point forty two. We're at one point twenty. Atlanta United total shots that we wanted seventeen to Miami's nine. Um, four hundred twenty one passes for Atlanta United, three hundred thirteen to Miami. Um. So again, you know, we dominated stats except for the ones that really count and that's how threatening you you are on goal. And really, if you don't have that threat, then the the teams don't respect you. And um, that that makes them push forward more. It makes them more confident. And uh, I think that's what we, we saw in this game. So Abner, with that being said, now we get to face our lovely friends from Charlotte. We've got Atlanta United for Charlotte FC at the Benz. So our head-to-head record, and keep this in mind, Charlotte, their first season was last year. So this is their year two. Atlanta United has two wins. Charlotte has one. And we have our last result was that 3-0 drubbing win for Atlanta United in Charlotte with... with that was a lot of fun for us. (laughs) Um, Atlanta United is in fourth place with 18 points, and Charlotte is in 12th place with 12 points. Um, And, you know, I think we all agree uh, this is a must-win three points, um, no ifs and or buts, after losing three straight games in a row. Do you agree?
0: I agree, and if you remember last time, I called that scoreline, and I was... As confident as ever going up there Knowing that we were going to win David, I'm not that confident this time Now, <laughs> I'm confident that we're going to win I just don't think it's going to be by a 3-0 mark um, Charlotte, you know, like you said You know, you had family over We are watching both games um, And I mean, Charlotte was looking pretty good Attack-wise, you know, in the air We are not that good uh, You know, getting those you know, crosses And those um, corners coming in from the opponents uh, so, I, I mean, they're coming in and I think I agree with you, David, it is a must win. But we got we got to get back into winning ways for, um, you know, for for the better of the team, for the better, you know, now that's you know coming from a U.S. Open loss and then two losses like that and then having Joseph Martinez scoring on us. Uh, yeah, it's a must-win, and I hope Gigi is healthy. I will give him my hamstring and <laughs> anything that he needs, because uh, uh, we're we're definitely gonna need him um, against um, against Charlotte. And I, honestly, I think that's the last time Caleb Wally has done anything.
1: Or at least, yeah, the, I think I think least, you're right.
0: You know, that was at a time where he was coming in hot, and then after that, now he's been kind of,
1: you know, he's cooled off a bit. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah I agree I mean we need the three points and this is not the same it's not going to be the same matchup that was in Charlotte uh, um, uh, because Charlotte is playing better um, and then obviously if we're not 100% full strength the the game becomes a lot more even uh, so I'll be looking at the injury reports and hopefully Gigi is in um, players to watch out for um, we've got Copetti their striker he scored two goals against NYFC it's like <laughs> yeah and then um swiderski always dangerous that's their dp and then we get that's to a see ginger ale <laughs> the ginger ale i don't Trudisky? know was... swiderski? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we get to see your old friend justin miram oh uh, um, yeah he assist. was on there he got into. An... yeah i was surprised to see him and i was like is that justin miram i do not even know he played for um charlotte but he he also got an assist in that game against nyfc so charlotte's been i mean charlotte i think even when they were um you know doing pretty bad um they, they always looked good going forward it's their defense so that's why i feel they're vulnerable and i feel like our defense is better but again if we don't have anybody that can score goals it doesn't matter how crappy your defense is right
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, their defense is, uh, you know, they let some goals in, and, you know, so does ours. So uh, are you expecting a high-scoring fest? Since our defense ain't that good for some reason, we just love getting scored on.
1: Um, Yeah, you know, I, I, it's going to be really difficult because, uh, you know, when, when we went into Charlotte, I thought Charlotte was going to play more defensive and sit back, and them not doing that got them completely pounded, right? So I feel like this game they're going to sit back after learning their their lesson for the first game. Um, However, I really think if we don't have Gigi, then this game is going to be, you know, low scoring. Um, And again, I don't know what, you know, what's Gigi? Like, they don't really give how long it's going to be or if he's ready to go. Uh, I think he he even practiced last Thursday before the game. So I don't really know what kind of state he's in. But I guess, uh, I mean, we, we talked about this earlier, but if Gigi's out, I mean, we got to see something crazy in the lineup, right? Like two strikers, maybe you play Chol and Arujo up top or Barry and Arujo up top, something different, right? I think you have um, you host a trial at Mercedes Benz and see <laughs> <laughs>
0: see what we have out here in Georgia. Um, yeah, man, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I hope I hope we have something set up for them because if not, man, it's going to be tough. I mean, yes, we're at home. Yes, I think we're the better team overall. But I I, I don't I don't I think they could come in and steal some points um, points or a point. they're looking for revenge
1: for sure, right? After oh, that, yeah. Robbie.
0: Oh, after that, pounded, pounded, pounding. Yeah, you know, like isn't that the Panthers? Like they keep pounding.
1: And we just <laughs> did it on their
0: soccer team, you know. <laughs> so, right. uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I hope so, man. I think, but I think if he trained last week, I think he should be okay. I think it was more of a, you know, like you said with um, with Arujo, City precautionary. precautionary. Yeah, just you know, you we're gonna. It's a long season, you know. We're so, we're so young in the season right now, so. I just think we um, that we got to make sure that he's 100 um, percent, you know, to start or at least to come off the bench. I'm, I'd rather him start to come off the bench. I'd rather him start and, or him not start and not play and him not come off the bench.
1: Right. I agree. Um, so lineup changes. I do think Gigi is going to be ready to go. I think Ibarra is going to be ready to go. So I really, the only changes I really see to the lineup is Cho won't start. You'll have um, Gigi up there. And then instead of Sosa, you're going to have Ivada. Um, Whether you start Sadich or Roseto, I don't know. They're they're pretty much the same person right now. And then the big question is Arujo, right? Um, Do you start him or do you start Etienne? Because Etienne is an interesting guy because... Every time there's a game, every match, he gets himself into dangerous positions, Mm -hmm. but he never makes anything of it. He never scores, or he never assists on a goal, but he gets into those spots, so he's doing something right, but he just can't get over there. Where Arrujo is like, he can do something at any minute, but sometimes it doesn't happen or happens very seldom, so it's like... <laughs> who, who? If you had to choose, who would you pick? Um,
0: I say you push Caleb Wally out and you put Arujo in at the end.
1: Really? You think Arrujo I is think it's gonna happen. Better than Caleb?
0: Nah, I just don't think you set him as a DP.
1: Yeah. Right. So I mean, that, it, it, most likely, that in most case, you're gonna have Etienne sit the bench and Arugio start, and then Etienne will come on if if Arugio doesn't do anything.
0: I'm just thinking, like, the last couple games, who's been more dangerous? Has it been Wiley or has it been Etienne?
1: Probably Etienne.
0: Right? So, you know,
1: whether... But Again, it's, a, you know, if Caleb's on the, you know, left-hand side, um, I think that that is more about, you know, who's better with their left foot. And I don't know, if you know, how Etienne would fit in on the left-hand All side. All
0: right, let me throw you a curveball here and they start uh, Hernandez and they throw Brooks Lennon on the wing.
1: Like Lennon instead of uh, Etienne? Yeah. And then you have Hernandez there, man. I never liked the way Hernandez played, but you never know. Um, Sometimes players can level up like we saw Tim Ream do. Um, So you never know. I think in terms of what Beneda is probably. Oh Caleb Wiley up
0: top, man. Put him as a forward.
1: Oh my gosh. Not if Gigi's there. <laughs> I think what Beneda oh, no, is no, gonna do most, most likely most likely you'll have Gigi up front if he's healthy. Then you have I- Ivada for Sosa, and I think you'll have Arushio and at the end on the bench. I think that's about all you'll see from the changes from lineup. Which is more of how we start the season. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think he's gonna go back to I think he's gonna go with the trio, of Rosetto, uh, Ibada and um Elmada.
1: Yeah, Um, but we both agree we need these three points. Um, MLS is a very forgiving league, and you're supposed to lose your away game. So the fact that Atlanta United picked up some points away, that's a good thing, but it only really matters as you take care of business at home. So you get three points at home, and you pick up draws here and there, even if you lose, and it seems like it's horrible. It really isn't because MLS, again, we're still in fourth place, and we're tied technically with Nashville in third place because they have 18 points but obviously they have a tiebreaker because they beat us the week previous mm-hmm. um, but so Abner as always what is your prediction for this match uh,
0: prediction going in Atlanta uh, United 2-1 I thought
1: you were going to say like 8-0 mm,
0: no, no I don't think it's going to be uh, that that type I hope it is I hope I'm definitely wrong it's like 10-0 <laughs> um,
1: let's see what, what do I say on this one huh? Mhm. I will say I'm gonna go One zero.
0: One I, zero.
1: I, yeah I it, and you know I, I, some predictions have been completely opposite of how the game went especially the one against Portland because like Portland's gonna sit back just chill nope they came out <laughs> guns a <of> blazing <laughs> because uh, I really think Charlie's gonna sit back we're gonna have trouble breaking them down. And it's gonna be, we get a late one in like the 80th plus minute, Ooh. and then we just chill with the one-no result. Damn. It's not gonna be, it's not gonna be sexy. It's not gonna be amazing. We gave you the script. Let's see what happens. We gave you the script. Put my man. money on it. <laughs> Put the money on it. Put
0: the money on it. One-zero late goal. Who's scoring the goal?
1: Who's scoring the goal? Who's
0: scoring the goal?
1: Hey. Well, I mean, if Gigi's back, you got to give it on on him. And he's still in the running for setting a record for most goals scored in the start. So if, if he starts and he scores again, he's gonna he's still on track to beat that record. So I'll go. give it to Gigi if he starts.
0: Okay, i go Gigi if he starts. Um, and then at the end, gets a second. And then Miram scores against us because, you know, the people love to score against former clubs, so why not?
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I wish we'd have kept Miran, but I think uh, his his price tag was really high. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I mean, look at what we're playing. Or, paying our Arujo, wouldn't you rather trade Justin Miran for Arujo?
0: I trade
1: and you save and you save a DP spot. I trade beer for life for Arujo. Oh my! god, Beer for life, man <laughs> That's a pretty good deal. Though. Um. All right, man. Let's. So a couple news and uh, notes from around the league. So, oh, LAFC... God,
0: fired! We're not there yet. Oh, we're not there yet. Uh-huh. Oh, not there yet.
1: <laughs> it... um, LaFC lose two-one to San Jose go Earthquakes.
0: God. Go Whenever you say LA, say the true team of LA. Oh
1: my God! You're go gonna ahead. piss off so many relatives. <laughs> the true, the true kings of Cali are uh, Sacra, Sacramento <laughs> FC. Let's not forget that they were in the U.S. Open Cup. After beating um, San Jose and LA Galaxy, so <laughs> um, but LAFC finally they lose the first game in MLS at least two two one to San Jose. That's crazy. So man. there there are no longer any undefeated teams. Yeah, it's crazy. And apparently I, I was watching the highlights and they had said that uh, LAFC has like lost their 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 last five games in San Jose. So it's a weird uh, weird team they can't beat for whatever weird reason. That's a crypto yeah, and then on the, another weird, crazy result is Sporting Kansas City get their first win 2-1 to one, in Seattle, mm. uh, which is wild because, obviously, Seattle's flying. Kansas City is at the bottom of the table. I don't mean, like, West table. I mean table table. All the teams, they're in oh. the last place. They get their first win, so now every team in MLS has at least one win. So no undefeated. Every team has at least got one win. So now now we're flying... Um, a couple other, a couple other uh, things that happened over the weekend. FC Dallas and the St. Louis game got suspended due to weather, so they'll have to make that up. Um, another big game that was pretty, pretty crazy to me is the Galaxy lose three to one at home um, to Colorado Rapids. Not a good team at, uh, at all. Wait, um, you're surprised? What are you it, surprised about? <laughs> well, I guess I'm not surprised. Well, I mean, it is a surprise, dude. How do you lose three to one at home? and they were they were dominating the game too who's colorado playing i know they were their favorites <laughs> yeah right but that's pretty crazy and um chicharito actually came out and made it made, made a statement saying that he's playing um, for a small things,
0: club and he's doing this for charity <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: the things need to change and they can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results which is true and obviously you, you know we've talked about that the. The supporters were boycotting, um, wanting Klein out, wanting Greg Vanny out. Um, all that hasn't happened, but um, this, I don't know. The, the, the supporters finally a came back.
0: <laughs> I don't think that was. A, I think yeah. they're just tired of seeing bad soccer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny that that Greg Vanny and Peter Vermees from Kansas City—they they so still have job. So weird. And uh, yeah, at this point, it's like uh, I mean, what? This is twelve games in. 37-game season, so... No, I, just thought I mean, a we're, bit. Almost, we're almost a third, a third of the way there. I know, right?
0: I almost saw with Grant Banning going to the LA Galaxy, like, he was gonna bring some juice.
1: Yeah, but. it's really, really, really strange. Things have just not worked out over there. Um, some Congo um, uh, Champions League news. We got our final set. Mm. LAFC versus Lyon. First leg is in, in, in Mexico May 31st. Then back in LA on June 4th, um, you got a you got a dog in that fight, Abner. Wait, who did Leon lose to? Oh, dang! You got me on the spot. Yeah, who um, who are they playing? Oh, Tigres, Tigres.
0: Hey, they beat the Tigres. Damn, yeah. Dude. and yeah, hey, that's crazy. I thought they were gonna go through that. Been a big game, Tigres and LAFC. Um, no, I got LAFC, of course. Can't root for no yeah, you,
1: club. You. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know how I feel because normally I would root for an MLS club, but dude, LAFC they got they got too much clout right now. Hey man, they they won the Supporters Shield last year, they won MLS Cup, then they won CCL, and then they still have a chance to win US Open Cup. That's too much, bro. Mm. Their fan their fans are already annoying as it is. I can't I can't have them win anything anything anymore. You know what, Leon so, should do they should
0: wear San Jose uniform so they just you know scare them
1: away <laughs> <laughs> hey, that might work yeah that might work um I'm gonna be on this one and I'm gonna be indifferent oh I like it um yeah and uh and then um uh, just to make matters worse um Inter Miami two also be Atlanta United two three to two. So uh, we got the double whammy there.
0: I heard Joseph Martinez's kids scored two goals on
1: this. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. All right, last thing I want to talk about, Mijito. Uh So we got some MLS expansion news uh, that we're going to get the 30th club announced sometime this year. Um, But all signs uh, point to San Diego. San Diego. whether it's the current USL club San Diego Loyal, which Lennon Donovan was a coach and is also partner owner, or a different club, which I don't think that's going to happen. How do you feel about that? Are, are you excited about it? You think San Diego is a good spot? What other teams are like? Do we not have
0: other teams in other places?
1: Well, I think one of the other rumors was um, Las Vegas, which you know that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I figured that one's going to win. That one should. Or, yeah well you remember like sacramento they had they were going to be the next expansion side but they pulled out and that was all amidst the whole covid pandemic thing so you know things went south i don't know if that's ever going to be picked up again but we've seen sacramento has a, a good good following mm-hmm. up there north um, but so i don't know uh, you know i think we're obviously still gonna there's probably going to still be expansion teams coming in the future. But with San Diego, that'll make it 30 teams in MLS. What do you, it's a lot. You
0: gotta keep it there, no? Why Why more?
1: Um, Dollar signs. Yes, yeah, obviously. Money,
0: I hate to say it. Mean, money talks. Yeah, but,
1: money talks.
0: But why? Well, you know. Why, this, what's, this what's, of, in, what's in England and La Liga, like 20?
1: Yeah, because they have pro-rail.
0: Yeah, but I'm still like. That's, I don't know. You think there's a number would, that they're gonna they should stop at, like, because you know sometimes what what they say too much is or what's the say too much of a good thing. Yeah, too much of a good. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because you know, and I think even Don Garber has mentioned that he wouldn't be opposed to promotion relegation, but when I when I think when I, when we talk about pro rel in America, it's not pro rel like anywhere in the world where. There's another separate league. I think what would happen is you would have MLS 1 and MLS 2. And that's as far as you go down. Mm-hmm. So I think we do get to a point where, I don't know, let's say it's 40 teams. And then you have MLS 1, MLS 2, top 20 of each, you know, top 20 and the bottom 20. And then you have the, you know, the bottom three go down, the, the top three go up. I think that's as close as you will get to pro ProRail because, again... These expansion fees. I mean, now I think we're talking about three hundred million dollars. There's no way any team is gonna is gonna pay that expansion fee if they can get relegated to the USL. Right. I mean, it's just not gonna it's not gonna happen. Um, so I think that's the only way you can make it where you know you have the MLS branding, so you still have the you know the TV rights, all, you know the marketing that goes with it. You're just in a different, you know, a different, slightly different league. That's I think that's the only way it could work. I don't know if we can get to 40 teams i don't think there's 40 teams out there i definitely see think we can get to like 35 good solid markets but i say that 35 with we have we already have a couple of markets that you know let's face it they just they're struggling you got fc dallas uh chicago fire colorado rapids um I mean, you even have sometimes where, like, you can see Houston Dynamo and San Jose Earthquake's kind of struggling a bit. Uh, so you have a, you still have a couple cl- clubs out there that really struggle. And, I mean, we've seen even sometimes when I'm watching Orlando City play, right? You see it, like, their stadium's half empty. Talk about, you know, the Red Bulls. Yeah. So you still have, like, markets that aren't really strong with this. So I don't know, you know, I don't know really what happens in the future if These, if these clubs go by the wayside or... Or if they, you know, if soccer picks up and, you know, stadiums start filling up. But there are a lot of clubs that still struggle.
0: Yeah, you got to look at the, um, obviously, the opportunities, okay. the the loyalty, the fan base. Because that's what's going to bring them in, you know. Nashville <laughs> has done a great job. I think St. Louis has done right. a great job. St. Louis. Austin. Austin's done a great job. Um,
1: I mean, Charlotte. Charlotte's, Charlotte's done, done well. Yeah,
0: Charlotte's done well. LAFC, of course. I mean, that just you know, created a whole rivalry by, so it's like, you know, Atlanta and then having another, like, you know, a team, like, uh, I don't know, Athens or something, you know, is going to create a rivalry right then and there. I don't think it would work here in Georgia, but, um, I just, I just hope they just, there's a cutoff, you know, Cut up point sometime it's hard to do the pro rail like you said because of you know you're paying like you know 300 mil and you don't make it so now you're back to square one it's that kind of sucks um, yeah, there's,
1: there's no way so
0: i just i just hope they stop at a reasonable number uh because you know at the end it's gonna it, it's 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 like we're going back to those the names that we used to have like the wizards you know like the kansas city wizards yeah. and you know just like weird names that this that people are not going to take you too seriously you know and i think mls yeah, is is right now mls is at a point where a lot of younger guys are coming here obviously as a stepping stone to get to europe while back then they used to go to either like you know mexico or you know the south american teams and those teams to make that jump to europe now you know with you know with a lot of names going you know overboard obviously the known ones because of a united you have miguel mirone and now you have uh, uh armada as well be one of the guys that's going to you know make that jump out to europe and of course there's other names in the mls i just don't know them because i don't you know don't know their you know their situation but aaronson brothers as well you know you, you have a good bit i just hope it's not too many where you know how can somebody watch so many games at you know one time right
1: right and you also don't want to dilute the product because we you know we see every time a new team comes you have the expansion draft right where they pick a few players from all the different teams that are unprotected so you don't want the product on the field to, to get worse I mean, they can than take a <laughs> Yeah, and yeah well, good, good price and Chol. yeah well you know I don't is still a kid. I don't fault him. Nah, I'm just um, messing around. I think we're just... I don't want to get rid of anyone. Just, just... Well, we're struggling, we're struggling so hard to find a place where he fits because he about near has played every position, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think he just needs to hit the weight room, man.
0: <laughs> get a little bit stocky, dude. Something, I don't know, man. <laughs> something's something's got to give. Hey,
1: yeah, let's... But do you think... Uh, oh, I was just going to say, just to finish uh, the, the expansion, do you, do you think... Um, San Diego is going to succeed with the MLS expansion spot.
0: If Donovan's running that ship, Mr. Captain America, aka Mr. Clinton, should take him to the World Cup, aka <laughs> the greatest world, the greatest U.S. soccer player ever to play this on this earth. Yeah, that, that team is going to thrive, man. He, he he knows what he's doing. He he knows what he needs to get that that MLS, MLS thing rolling. He knows how to get the support. You know, he has the Hispanic people backing him up. He has, you know, all these connections with everybody. So I think, yeah, I, I hope they have good success. I hope, I mean, I kind of wish it wasn't San Diego. I wish it was maybe Sacramento because I would be, you know, that's kind of like a little bit of different area. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, I just, I just hope it just becomes a good, um, good project that's going to grow and it's going to be good for the MLS. I just, I just wish it would like, you know, pick maybe other markets per se, but maybe there isn't another market
1: yeah you gotta I mean you gotta have the population and the um you know the 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 want of a soccer club I think you know Sacramento meets it I know I think San Antonio was another club that was thrown out there um but other than that I think right now we've kind of exhausted I mean exhausted the uh the markets because I don't you know I don't know if you know like Phoenix or New Mexico I don't think they really have the population or the amount of people that want an MLS team there so you know it is what it is but it'll be interesting to see what happens down the future now you know if you got San Diego San Jose it's both LA teams now you have a really you know you can have a, a real Cali cup you know between those teams exactly but all right mijo anything else you want to add no nah,
0: man let's get uh let's put this you know i i was hoping we would start may on a better foot but we didn't but it is it's okay it's only one game um in may um so may may it get better um you know we have charlotte coming down you know the we have our, our queen coming down and the king is gonna show up and show them what we're about the, crown and Coke. Yes sir, the crowning Coke, baby. Yes sir.
1: We're about to pour that Coke all over your crown. All
0: over that crown.
1: Yeah, and I got a ton of family coming to this game too uh, from Charlotte. So, uh, for the love of God, let's please get these three points. Right. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna I'm, I'm accidentally like pour tomato juice on your jersey or something. Like, oh man, <laughs> I gotta get you a shirt. And we have a lot of yeah. United stuff here. Sorry. But yeah, Yeah. let's go Atlanta United, man. Let's get it, David. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll see you there. Um, We'll get rowdy and proud and let's get it going.
1: Yep, gonna be rolling deep. Let's go ATL. Let's get these three points, boys. All right, y'all. Have a great week. Have a great night. Peace.